Hello, and welcome to The Reading Room. My name is Annie Lucas, and I am your guest reader. Today, I will be reading Two of a Kind by Chalk. This fic is rated Teen and Up. Please see the AO3 link in the description for additional tags. Katsuki hates being awake after midnight. He hates being awake any time after sunset on most days. But that's not the point. It's 3 a.m. and his eyes hurt. And the only things he can think of right now are, one, how dry his throat feels, and two, how much he hates himself for leaving his apartment. He could be in bed right now, surrounded by clean sheets in a cold room with not a soul around that could bother him. He hates that apartment. The whole time he was living at home, he couldn't wait to get his own place, to get away from his parents because he was a broody, pissy-ass teenager who thought that he didn't need them. And then when he was shut up in the dorms, privacy was something he traded for classmates that wouldn't fuck off no matter how loud and angry he got with them, and a watchful security system that made his nosy parents feel downright negligent. Naturally, he couldn't wait to move out again, away from all the noise and the extras, and have his own bathroom no one could mess up with their germs or stray fluids, and his own refrigerator stocked full with all the good shit he cooks himself, because Katsky is basically the next Gordon Ramsay. Except Katsky doesn't cook anymore because there's no one around to eat what he makes. And after about the fifth meal alone, the novelty died and there was no one there to tell him how awesome his food was. Sometimes he makes dinner for the idiots and that's okay. But to just sit down and share a bowl of something warm with someone who doesn't remind him of a train bulldozing through a glass factory at least once a week might be something worth getting out the big knife for. Otherwise, it's pointless, and living alone doesn't feel as good as he always thought it would. But whatever. It's probably ironic that someone who values cooking as highly as he does and takes so much care into what he puts inside his body to always be in his best condition would realize at 2.45 under the call of a loud and demanding stomach that he hasn't actually bought any groceries in over a month. In those 15 minutes, he managed to throw on a decent pair of sweats and a baseball cap to hide his appearance, complain about his empty refrigerator on his private Twitter, and walk to the nearest convenience store down the street where he is now regretting his most recent life decisions. Forgetting to buy groceries? Living alone in the first place? So much to kick himself for, and yet not enough room between the chips and the vitamin supplements 
to get a good swing in. Oh, well. The door chimes, and Katsky walks out of the aisle he's on to see who it is, like it's his own house and not a very public place where other people are allowed to be. But it's also late, and he's kind of one of the people who has to keep the city safe, so consider him perpetually alert for danger, or whatever. But the guy in the beanie barely covering his two-toned hair and a long fancy boy coat isn't exactly a threat. Katsky relaxes, only enough that he can safely finish his shopping trip without having to worry about where he aims his palms. Other than that, he's never been actually very good at relaxing around him. But that's no one else's business, though. Todoroki blinks at him for a few seconds, like he doesn't recognize him, doubtful, or that he's surprised to see him, more likely. But his face softens almost immediately. Katsuki might be happy to see him in some sick and twisted way that would mean that he's actually happy to see Todoroki when he doesn't have to, which could only mean he's just exhausted. How long has it been anyway? A week? A month? They live close by to each other, but it's not like Katsuki ever feels like socializing. Todoroki takes a basket at the door and walks down one of the aisles. And because Katsuki is a weird bastard, he follows him. It's an old habit, but another old habit is the one where Todoroki is always in bed as early as he is. And now they're both where they shouldn't be. And he wants to know why. He grabs a sandwich off the shelf, one of the last for the day. It's a chicken and egg combo no one else wanted. But he doubts either of them came this late expecting to be picky anyway. Katsuki does the same. Todoroki drops his in the basket. But Katsuki holds on to his own because they didn't come here together. They just both happen to be here and he can carry his own shit. He follows Todoroki to the dessert case, where he puts one cake in his basket with a resigned sigh. You give up on real food? Did you? Todoroki asks, before dropping a second cake container in. This one is chocolate. Katsuki grabs a bag of chips he was eyeing earlier to go with his sandwich and Todoroki finds a pack of soba next to a pork cutlet that Katsuki takes. They're both scrapping around for whatever's left, so Katsuki spares him the commentary for how predictable he is. At least he found something he likes. Katsuki is just chasing protein, and what is least likely to give him a stomach ache. Todoroki stares at the yogurt shelf like this is the most important decision he'll ever make in his life, when Katsuki catches the faint shadows under his eyes, highlighted by the intense glow coming from just about every direction in this store. The fuck are you doing up? Couldn't sleep, he says, before settling on the strawberry-flavored cup. My neighbors have guests over. Well, that's fucking annoying. Tell them to leave. Todoroki barely glances at him, before looking down at Katsuki's hands. 
Is that all you're getting? I guess. He hums and extends his basket towards him. I can carry my own shit, Katsky huffs. Suit yourself. Todoroki moves on without him to the drink cooler before putting two cans of beer on top of the rest of his food. He's either worse off than Katsky realized, or he's... Oh. Whatever. If he wants to waste his own money on shit no one asked him to buy, Katsky isn't going to waste his own energy telling him not so. That's Todoroki's business. He's also not going to be the least bit happy about it. No, sir. Katsky hates when people treat him like a charity case. Sad and alone in a 7-Eleven with no one else to turn to? That's not him. He didn't make number five on the hero charts this year just to have some pretty boy loser show up in the middle of the night and buy him a beer he didn't ask for. Or a chocolate cake thing, either. He's not happy he's here at all. They move to the counter to pay. The clerk doesn't look up long enough to recognize either of them, and something about that makes Katsky feel the most normal he's felt in weeks. Maybe he just wants to eat his junk food at an obscene hour of the night, in peace, without anyone bothering him. Maybe he doesn't want to be dynamite right now. Todoroki will always be Shoto, the dumbass. But that's not the point. Katsuki walks over to one of the tables and sets his things down. Todoroki follows him as expected and makes a point to shove the extra beer, the yogurt, and the second cake closer to Katsuki. Katsuki puts the bag of chips he bought between them. A fair compromise. Maybe. Well, he couldn't just buy out the whole damn store so they could barter their food now, could he? The beer is cold and sharp with the first swallow. The carbonation burns going down, and he has to clear his throat to keep from coughing. Todoroki at least lets his settle before following suit. But Katsuki has never been patient. What are you doing here, half and half? I told you, my neighbors were noisy. Todoroki reaches into the bag of chips without needing to be told he can, and Katsuki watches him chew quietly, almost methodically, because no one ever taught him how to shove shit into his mouth and pig out like a late night calls for. He looks like he's at a wine tasting. Weird bastard. I meant here. Oh. His tongue darts out after a crumb, graceless enough that Katsuki could almost laugh, and he chases it down with another gulp of beer. I saw your tweet. My tweet? Katsuki raises a brow. Todoroki nods and clears his throat. Fucking dumbass forgot to buy groceries. Onigiri emoji. Angry red race emoji. Middle finger emoji. This store seemed like the one you would go to, but it was just a guess. Katsuki's lips thin at the impression or direct reading of one of his own tweets. Why the fuck did Todoroki have it memorized? I see. I thought you lived alone. I do. Why? Then who's the dumbass who forgot to buy groceries? Katsuki slumps down in his seat. I was talking about myself. 
Ah, Todoroki forces back a smile. Well, either way, I saw you were up and I couldn't sleep, so... It's fine, Katsuki cuts him off. He's not going to go out of his way to make Todoroki feel awkward about coming here. He knows social shit isn't really his thing. And God, it's not like Todoroki has ever been that good at being around people who aren't Deku. He came for him, then. Katsuki lets it go. And then they share a meal together quietly, with their own private inner thoughts, punctuated by the occasional rustle of plastic or the off-slurp of noodles. And he kind of hates how this is exactly what he wanted. In an ideal world, he's slapping down a few dishes he made himself that would taste awesome while Todoroki prepares to meet his maker because, of course, he would have to eat until his soul left his body. It's only right. And then Katsuki is thinking about cooking for him specifically and how Todoroki wouldn't bring any noise into his life. He would just be there kind of like he is now and he would eat the food he makes him because Todoroki can't cook for shit. Katsuki bites off the end of his sandwich and watches how the lights from the cars outside bounce off of Todoroki's unaffected face and thinks that maybe they should have been roommates or something. It could have worked. They both share a schedule, and he's pretty sure he could handle the unprompted Todoroki-isms if he kept a bottle of migraine medicine nearby. What is it? Todoroki asks, now looking straight at him. When's your lease up? What? Your apartment. How long are you stuck there? A couple of months, I guess, Todoroki says, surprised. I wasn't planning on moving, though. Todoroki nods and looks off to the street. Good to know. When is your lease up? Katsuki laughs. The fuck you want to know that for? You asked me, he says. It seemed polite to reciprocate. Hmm, fine, Katsuki waves. Like six months or something, I don't remember either. I see. It's quiet there, he says. The apartment, I mean. The whole damn building, really. It's too quiet. Maybe you should get a roommate. Yeah, he says, glancing at Todoroki. Maybe. I didn't know there was a second bedroom. Katsuki could almost wince at himself. He didn't think about that. In his ideal world, the bedroom count never came up. Because he's an idiot. There's not. I was just thinking about it, Katsuki says casually, praying the tips of his ears don't look as hot as they feel. Todoroki exhales and nods, sparing him the call out for being the dumbass that he is. Maybe a special roommate then. Katsuki snorts and nods. Sure, why not? It could happen. To some people, he says. Todoroki glances at him, but he doesn't comment. Katsuki tilts back his can and finishes the rest of his beer for good measure. I'm a good cook. I don't know if I can believe that. The fuck you mean by that? You don't have any groceries at your house, he smiles slightly. Seems suspicious to me. Oh, fuck you. I just don't see a reason to... whatever. I'm a badass master chef, and you'd be lucky to eat whatever I gave you. Todoroki hums. That's a lot of talk for someone with an empty refrigerator. At least I can stand to be in my own apartment, 
Can you? Katsky immediately snaps his mouth shut and looks off. Whatever. Eat your stupid soba. Does that mean your offer is retracted then? Pfft, what offer? I ain't making you shit. I meant the roommate thing. Katsuki looks at him in surprise, but Todoroki isn't even giving him that smirk he does when he knows he's just knocked Katsuki on his ass. It might actually have been a genuine question. Of course the idiot would assume Katsuki was asking him to move in with him, like that wouldn't be a really fucking weird thing to do. It's a one-bedroom, dumbass. I was just talking. I see, he says. I don't know if I would want to live somewhere where the burden of buying all the groceries would rest on me anyway. You live alone. It already does. Todoroki blinks once before flushing slightly in embarrassment when he realizes his mistake. You know what I meant. Yeah, I do, he sighs. I don't know if this one slip-up would make me a bad roommate. No, I'm sure your personality would be enough. Oi! Todoroki flashes a clever smile. I'm kidding. You fucker, I'll kill you. If I had to choose between you and my neighbors, he sighs. Katsuki slumps back and folds his arms across his chest and glances down at the watch on his wrist. It's almost four. You think they're still going? It will probably continue until Sunday evening. Fuck! Todoroki nods. It's worse on holidays. That ain't right, he huffs. Partying like that. Want me to go break them up? A little visit from your old pal Dynamite? He shakes his head. Not everyone is like us. I don't expect them to be. Guess not, Katsuki resigns and stands up. Whatever, it's late. I want to sleep. Todoroki stands up too, sensing it's time to leave, and he immediately starts scooping his trash into the plastic bag. He'll probably take all of it home to sort with his own recycling, and something about that makes Katsuki a little insane. Come on, he says taking his stupid bag away from him, and they head out the door. Todoroki turns in the opposite direction once they get out to the sidewalk to cross the street. But Katsuki stops him. Where are you going? Home, he blinks. It's late. My place is closer. He shrugs and nods towards his own building, barely a block away. And quiet. You only have one bedroom. Don't make it weird, Katsuki grimaces as he looks off to somewhere less stressful than Todoroki's face. And to his surprise, Todoroki follows him without making Katsuki regret offering. You have a cat, don't you? Yeah. What's his name? Katsuki glances at him out of the corner of his eye, wary of revealing his cat's true identity. So far, only Ejiru knows what his legal name is because he picked him up from the vet once. Deku just refers to him as Stinky. Um, cat. Todoroki's eyes draw together in confusion. Okay, fine. It's Stinky Bastard Man, Duke of Pain. Royalty, I see. Good for him. Katsuki tuts. Of course he is. My boy is a star. 
Todoroki smiles to himself. I'm looking forward to meeting him. <laughs> You've met my cat. No, I haven't, he says. You've never invited me to your place before. The fuck I haven't? You've never... Oh. Katsuki may have never invited anyone over to his apartment before, now that he thinks about it. Sure, that was most likely by design. But the idiots, his parents, and Deku just show up when they want to, so he hasn't had a reason to invite anyone over until now. It never occurred to him that he was supposed to tell Todoroki he could come over whenever he felt like it. How in the world does he have friends? No, how does he have so many people around him who won't leave him alone? Oh, Todoroki says suddenly before turning back. The fuck are you going? I'm getting a gift for stinky bastard man, Lord of Pain, he says, walking swiftly towards the store they just left. Katsuki almost has to jog to keep up with him. Oi, you, you don't have to do that. Come back here. I wouldn't want to disrespect your cat, he says seriously. Katsuki stops to put his face in his hands. This was a mistake. Inviting Todoroki over was a mistake. Tweeting his location in the first place was a mistake. Living in this neighborhood was a mistake. When he walks back inside, he finds Todoroki in front of the cat toys, staring at them with the same level of intensity as he did the yogurt shelf earlier. His eyes travel over them, taking every toy and treat bag in with the surveillance of someone buying a luxury gift. And Katsuki would call him an idiot if he could find the words to speak right now. But there he is, under the harsh glow of the fluorescence, looking too much like a model with his stupid long coat and the serious curve of his jaw. And Katsuki is taking him home because he wants to. He invited him there because he wants his apartment to be a little less quiet so he can rest a little easier. And he wants to know that Todoroki will have a full night's sleep if being away from his own apartment is what it takes. He's not sure how bringing him home for the first time will go, but he is certainly someone Katsuki doesn't mind watching pick out cat toys. Does he like catnip, Todoroki asks? Yeah, he says, his throat dry. He turns and grabs the salmon-flavored treats off the top shelf, and Todoroki raises an eyebrow in confusion. He gets the munchies. Oh, he laughs. Of course, what a good boy. Stinky as hell, Katsuki tuts and walks off, unable to look at him anymore. What if he doesn't like me, Todoroki asks, as they walk toward the register. Oh, shut up. He'll love you. You're two of a kind. Good, he smiles to himself. Or he'll murder you in your sleep. A worthy death, I suppose, he says solemnly. Katsuki looks at him before swiping his card in the machine, grateful that the cashier couldn't care less about their serious cat meeting conversation. And he doesn't say a word as they leave again to go back to his apartment. He looks down the street and swallows, nerves bubbling up in the back of his throat that he's never experienced before. It wasn't a big deal earlier. Hell, Ijiru stays over all the time, so he didn't think anything about it. But now he's taking Todoroki to meet his cat. 
Todoroki, who came out here just to share a meal with him, because he saw Katsuki was awake. Don't expect the five-star treatment, he deflects. I'm not making you breakfast. You don't have any food in your house, Todoroki says calmly. Will you let that go? No, I don't think that I will. Katsuki marches forward without him, not caring if Todoroki follows him or not, but then he takes a breath and slows his steps just enough for Todoroki to catch up with him. It's four in the morning, and he's taking him home to meet his cat, and Todoroki is smiling like he's not tired enough to collapse at any minute, so maybe being awake after midnight is okay. Sometimes. Sometimes. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this reading, please use the AO3 link in the description to give the author a well-deserved kudos and comment. Also, don't hesitate to message The Reading Room on Twitter with your requests for fix to be read.